Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the stream. My name is Emily. I am one of the English tutors here at Chatterbug. I'm from Canada originally, also lived in the UK for a while, and I'm currently traveling and streaming to you live from my camper van, and I am currently in Panama. All right. So hello from Panama. Nice to have you here today. We are going to be talking about scuba diving today. Um, so scuba diving is any form of underwater diving using some breathing equipment. Um, scuba, S-C-U-B-A, stands for Self-Contained Underwater Breathing Apparatus. Apparatus is like another word for thing. And this term was coined in 1952. And you breathe using some compressed air. So that's what is inside the tank that a scuba diver carries around. All right. Great to have you here today. Come say hello. Let me know where you're from. So we have Andre, Jalal, Eva, Maya, Anto. All right. So let me know, have you been scuba diving before? And Jalal asks me, how is the weather in Panama? Um, it is very humid and hot in Panama. Um, it's very sticky <laughs> weather. Um, I think it's around 30 degrees, but with the humidity, it feels hotter. So right now it's um, just after 8, well, almost 8.20 in the morning here in Panama. Um, all right. So let's see here. Have you been scuba diving before? Yes, I loved it. Yes, but never again. No, I would like to. Or no, I'm not interested. Hello, Nat Punch. Nice to have you here. And hello, Mario from Mexico. Nice to see you again, too. Okay. So far, there's everyone knows. So no one's tried it yet. Come on, there must be someone who's tried scuba diving here. Um, I first tried scuba diving, when was it? I think it was back in 2014 when I learned how to scuba dive, so about eight years ago. And I learned in one of the cheapest places in the world to learn, which is Thailand. Um, they also have excellent marine life, warm water. So if you um, are looking for somewhere that's a good price to learn how to dive, I do recommend Thailand. Um, I went to Koh Tao, which is a, a famous island. Um, you have Koh Samui, Koh Panyang, and Koh Tao, which is the kind of the diving island in Thailand. So far, no one has been. Okay, well, we're going to look a little bit more into um, scuba diving history, some terms for you to learn, and then we're going to look at some of the destinations. So maybe it will entice you to learn how to, um, to go diving. And so for the people who say that they're not interested at all, I'm curious to know why that is. Are you maybe afraid of the water or the animals in the water like sharks? Um, or is there some other reason that you're not interested? Okay, let's keep going then. Um, so the history. So humans have been free diving, you know, since ancient times. And actually the first nine months when we are um, in our mummies' tummies, <laughs> we exist in a sort of aquatic environment. 
in the liquid there. So it's interesting that diving is maybe a very human thing after all. Um, the first diving suit, like in the picture shown here, is from 1873. It kind of looks like something out of a horror film to me. <laughs> Definitely intimidating. Um, and yes, yeah, so the way that it kind of became more popular is that there were scientific reasons to want to see what's under the sea, this whole other world, and then technological. So as we were able to breathe underwater for longer periods of time, it kind of um, those it became more recreational as well, not just for scientific purposes. Um, but yeah, totally Maya, it is intimidating. Um, so I think generally if you are most, I've been diving and seen many sharks. I think if you are diving in a marine protected area in particular, they have plenty of food. They do not want to come and eat a human. I don't think it's tasty for them. So they are going to go and eat the fish. If it's in a region where it's more like great white sharks or the type of sharks that might be more aggressive, then yes, you should be careful. But I think as long as they're this type of sharks that are like not usually going after humans, then it's okay. Um, and jellyfish can sting you for sure. And that can hurt. Um, you can wear a wetsuit to help protect your skin. Kira says she's a hydrophobe, so scared of being in the water makes you really cold, maybe. So maybe you could do it in a wetsuit or dry suit to be warm. But yeah, it's definitely not for everyone. <laughs> Let's look at some more vocabulary here. So this is a big list. I've just chosen a few which I think are interesting. Um, so if you um, want to learn how to dive, you need to get a certification. There's two main companies which provide this. There's PADI, P-A-D-I, and S-S-I. And what they'll give you is an open water diver certification. So this means that you're allowed to go into areas kind of far away from land. You can then take the advanced open water, which allows you to go deeper. Um, the next topic, the next vocab word is buoyancy. So this refers to your position in the water. Buoyancy is like flotation. And so in order to be a good diver, you need to try to keep your buoyancy neutral. So as you go down, you're gonna need to add some air to keep yourself sort of sitting in place, almost like you're floating. It's very tricky to learn. Um, a dive master is the person who will teach you. So they um, will be a professional level scuba diver and they've done, I think, at least 60 dives Free diving is when you do not have a tank. And this is really impressive. Um, if you haven't seen this before, Google some of the best free divers and see how deep and how long they dive for on one single breath. It's incredible. Not for me. That one's not for me. That scares me. Um, and finally, a liveaboard. So this is a special type of ship, cruise, yacht, um, any sort of overnight boat you can sleep on that has dive equipment. And so you go on a liveaboard trip when you wanna be diving multiple times a day, maybe around somewhere like Fernando says, um, the Galapagos. No, I have not dived there, but I am currently traveling south. So I'm in Panama at the moment, but I should be in Ecuador probably around November time. So maybe I will go to the Galapagos then, I hope so. And I would love to try diving there. 
I bet it must be one of the best places in the world. The thing is that when you um, when you go diving, you want to choose somewhere that is marine protected. So there's not too much fishing. Uh, and that way, there's going to be a lot of marine life to see. So that's some of our vocabulary. But I'm sure maybe you've heard some other phrases or vocab related to diving. Um, what are some of those words? Tell me in the quiz tab now if there's some phrases you've heard of diving. Maybe some of the equipment. Do you know what it's called? Um, let me know. Let's see here. Diana says San Andres is great for diving. Where is, where is San Andres? Do I, let me see. Ah, in Colombia. There's also a San Andres in Chiriquí, but I'm guessing you're talking about San Andres Island in Colombia. Let's see here. Oh, wait. Oh, interesting. It's part of Colombia, but it's actually up by Nicaragua. Is that the one you're talking about? Ah, interesting. Belongs to Colombia, but it's actually close to Nicaragua. That would be an interesting place to visit. Hmm. Are you, Diana, are you from Nicaragua? Are you from Colombia? Scuba, of course, that's the, the perfect vocab word there. Yeah, I bet that would be amazing. The water in the Caribbean side um, is always so gorgeous, isn't it? Okay, no, from Argentina. Okay. I will be heading to Argentina as well. I'm driving, driving south. So I should be in Argentina maybe in January, <laughs> I think. January or February, I should be in Argentina. Um, cage diving. Absolutely, Ava, great one, yeah. So cage diving, someone said they're afraid of sharks. So cage diving is when you go inside of a cage um, and then you get lowered down to see things like great white sharks or some of the larger sharks. Um, Maya asks, why do all scuba divers dive into the water backwards? Because if they jump inward, they'll hit their head on the boat? No, so the, this is a good question. Um, so either you would jump straight in or you go backwards because you have so much weight on your back. Um, and so if you go forwards, it could, if you try to roll forwards, then the tank, you can get all mixed up. Um, so usually you, yeah, you hold your nose and you go back off the boat. It's just kind of a comfortable way to enter the water. Um, either you do that or you would jump straight off the back of the boat. Um Good question. <laughs> I don't, I'm not an expert in, a, in diving at all, but I've done, um, I've done up to the advanced open water and I also did a certificate on wreck diving. So that's when you go inside of shipwrecks. Um, I don't know if I'd want to do cave diving. We'll talk about some different types of diving later, but I think that would be pretty scary. Um, plunge, great vocab word. Yeah, so you plunge into the water, oxygen tank. So that's what you have on your back. Okay, let's look a little bit more at the dive equipment then for some vocab. So the scuba tank or the air tank. The regulator is what you breathe into. So it's kind of looks like a little bit like this. That's what you get your air from. The BCD or buoyancy control device. So that's like a little backpack you put on before your tank. 
and it um, inflates air in different areas. So as I said, as you move down in the water, you're going to need to add or take away air in order to maintain neutral buoyancy. The diving mask, snorkel, wetsuit or dry suit. So you would use a dry suit in places where it's colder. You have your fins for your feet. Uh, dive weights. So particularly if you are um, not a very heavy person, you're going to need to add some dive weights because otherwise, as the tank is used up, there's air which will lift you up to the surface. And so you want to, again, maintain your neutral buoyancy. And so if you don't have weights on you, that air in the tank um, is going to start to lift you up. And then uh, finally, a dive computer. So that's just a special watch, which will tell you which depth you're at um, and when you're going up, how slowly to go, because there can be problems if you go up too high, you can cause damage to your ears or your lungs. So you can't just go up all of a sudden <laughs> when you're diving. Okay. So now we're gonna look at five of, um, not the best, but five great locations where you can go diving. Um, I'd love to go to these as well. And then you'll have a chance to tell me some more locations that you know about or which one you would choose. So let's go. We have the Great Blue Hole in Belize. This is the largest ocean sinkhole in the world. You can see it in the picture there. It can be seen from space even, it's that large. So this is a hole that's going deep, 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 deep into the sea. There's many unique rock formations and all types of sharks. Um, so I haven't been here before, but a friend went and she said that as she was diving down, she looked up and she saw hammerhead sharks uh, swimming all around her. So that would be pretty crazy. <laughs> the next one is one of those places where I said it's a great place to learn. Um, Barracuda Point on, um, actually not, this is a different place, but off Sipadan Island in Malaysia. Um, so this was actually a dormant underwater volcano and it's the only kind of pinnacle um, around the area. So there's over 3000 species of fish and it's a dive which um, you're gonna take, you're gonna go down a wall and then you're gonna take a current along. And it's one of the richest marine habitats on the planet. Okay, this one here, this is the one where I have um, I have been to in Thailand, in the Andaman Sea. This is quite a beautiful picture of some corals here. Um, you can see it's absolutely covered, but it can be quite challenging. So when we talk about the currents, that's like the water pulling you through. So you need to be a strong swimmer and to have good control of your equipment. And you could really spend several days in this area. Um, next, we have the SS Thistlegorm wreck, which is in the Red Sea. The Egyptian Red Sea. Um, so this looks quite a big wreck. I have been inside some wreck dives before. This one in particular was sunk by the Luftwaffe in 1941. It's quite difficult to reach, but it is a popular one, um, and it's best visited with a liveaboard boat. And the last one we'll talk about now is called 1000 Steps in Bonaire. Uh, so this is in the Caribbean. And there's some limestone steps down to reach the beach with shallow turquoise waters. And you see all sorts of sea life. And it's, this one's great for snorkelers too. So if you're someone who doesn't want to go down into the water scuba diving, 
this is a great place with high visibility to snorkel. So which of these five sounds the best to you? The Great Blue Hole, Barracuda Point, Richelieu Rock, SS Thistlegorm, or the Thousand Steps? Which one would you choose? I think I would personally choose the Blue Hole, which most people are saying too. There's, yeah, there's some amazing places, aren't there? The world's a pretty crazy place. Most people are saying the Blue Hole or the Thousand Steps. Yeah, the Caribbean's always a nice place to go. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Um, most people saying the Blue Hole too. So what are some of the skills? I mentioned before already, the buoyancy is one of the trickiest things to master. So this is like, you need to keep really calm and focused, clear your mind, and um, you're controlling your weights, your um, buoyancy control device, so that kind of backpack you have, your breath. So every time you take a breath in, your lungs fill with air and it start, you start to rise. All these things you have to think about to try to keep yourself steady. Um, another trick, a skill that you need to learn is how to clear your mask. So with all the different pressure underwater, sometimes water can get in. So you need to breathe in and breathe out quickly to clear it out of any water. And then you need to know what to do in an emergency. So um, things like how to signal to your partner, your dive buddy that you're having problems, um, how to ascend safely, not too quickly. These are all important things to know. And there's some scuba hand signals that you need to learn. So there's the okay symbol. There's going up or you're ready to end a dive. Come here, stop or hold or wait, stay together, uh, level off. So maybe you wanna stay at a certain level. Safety stop, so safety stop is when you can't raise too quickly. And at a certain level below the water, you're gonna stop for a few minutes. Um, low on air is this symbol and out of air. So out of air is very stressful, um, but hard to happen with all the technology we have today. So to end off, we're gonna look at some different types of diving. So there's open water we talked about already. That's the kind of first certification you would get. Then we have deep dives, which will be more like 60 feet or about 20 meters. Drift diving is when you go into the tide or the current to take you along with the flow. Um, a wall dive is when there's a vertical reef or cliff face underwater um, and you make your way down. These are usually quite deep dives. A night dive, which I've done before in a couple places, is really cool because it feels like a whole new world. Um, so you'll see different animals and marine life that come out only at nighttime. Um, so you'll usually bring a flashlight with you, um, but you'll also turn off all your lights sometimes and maybe move your hands to see the bioluminescence in the water, which are those small particles that make light. So night diving is really cool. Also kind of scary. <laughs> um, you can't quite tell which way is up when it's a night dive. So that's a little bit scary. Um, let's see here. Then we have wreck diving. So that's ships or aircraft which have come into the sea and they become a sort of home for marine life. And finally, uh, ice diving. So you may have to break the ice 
or the only one way to enter or exit. So Nazder's asking, what is the topic? So the topic today is all about diving. So we looked at diving around the world, some terms um, in general diving. Yeah, Andre, I definitely recommend to try night diving, but make sure you go with a dive master who is familiar with the area um, because I think it would be really easy to get lost and disoriented in a night dive. So go with someone who really knows the area well. So let me know the rest of you, which of these types of diving do you wanna try? So maybe some of you it's none. You've already said you don't wanna do any of these, um, which is fine. It's not for everyone, of course, but which one would you like to try? Open water, deep drifts, that's when you're going with the current. Uh, wall, so that's a deep dive going down or a night dive. Quite a mix here. But yeah, you can learn to dive even like to do your first certification, you can do it at a swimming pool as long as it's deep enough. So if you're not comfortable going immediately to the ocean, um, I think most cities would have a place where you can learn to dive in a swimming pool and that way <clears throat> you get comfortable with the equipment or just try it out. Great, glad you learned something today, Fernando. Um, something new, maybe got some ideas of places to go visit and some new vocabulary for the water sport of diving. Nice. Okay, well, it was nice to have you all here today. Thanks for your participation. Um, and I look forward to seeing you again soon in another stream. So take care, enjoy the rest of your weekend and talk soon, bye.